Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. We are so excited that you are joining us for the show today. This podcast aims to explore a biblical life view in a conversational tone. Let's join our host and founder of Servants of Grace, Dave Jenkins, for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And with me today, I get to chat with my friend, Christina Box. Christina, welcome to the welcome back to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to glad to talk with you again. Yeah, it's always wonderful to catch up with a friend. Can you uh, catch catch up on what's going on in your life, marriage, ministry, and what are you working on ministry project wise? Well, I've been keeping busy. That's for sure. I'm in the season of life where I'm the main chauffeur for my kids. So I I spend a lot of time during the day driving them uh, to all of their places to be with their friends and youth group events and sports and all that. I'm also serving on the PCA's National Women's Ministry Team. I'm also the editor of their uh, blog called Encourage. Ministry-wise, I'm also speaking at different women's ministry events and retreats. And I had a book come out at the end of last year called Idols of Mother's Heart and just had a book come out um, in June titled Sufficient Hope, Gospel Meditations and Prayers for Moms. So that's a little bit about what I'm up to. Yeah, I'm always amazed. You, you do stay quite busy and, and very productive. So that's that's always very good. So can you uh, tell us a little bit about your book, Sufficient Hope, Gospel Meditations and Prayers for Moms, why you wrote it and how, how it's being received or, or is being received? I think writers often write the books that they want to read. And for me, uh, that's definitely the book for me. It's the book that I needed to read when I had my first son almost 15 years ago now. Sufficient Hope is about the gospel um, and how it applies to every aspect of motherhood. It applies to our expectations of what we think about motherhood will be like. It applies to our worries about our children, to the work we do in our motherhood, to our discontentment. It even applies to those days when we're just weary and spent. The gospel, uh, the truth of who Jesus is and what he came to do in his life, death, resurrection, and ascension is sufficient to give us hope as moms. So I hope that the book meets moms who read it with hope and encouragement and that it points them to their savior. One thing that uh, that's very good. One thing that I always appreciate about your writing, and I know I know I've, I've told you this privately and over email, but um, you, you're very good at, at when you, even when you're writing uh, to a specific audience, like with this book, you're very good at helping people see the gospel and, and see that the truth that you're uh, talking about is, is from the Bible. And, and you do that exceptionally well in this book and in all of your writing. And, and I really appreciate that about you. Well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. You, you write about meeting with your, your pastor, a meeting with your pastor where he helped you see how the gospel relates to your role as a mom. How, how has that conversation helped you understand further how the gospel relates to other parts of your life? I've forgotten many conversations I've had with people over the years, but that is definitely one conversation that I've not forgotten. Um, as I share in the book, I met my, my pastor at a pretty low point in my life, and he helped me look at that situation through the lens of the gospel. 
And it was a turning point for me and pushed me to really look at all of my life through the lens of who Jesus is and what he's done for me. And since then, I I just find myself applying the gospel to whatever circumstance I'm facing in my life, just asking myself, what does the gospel have to say to this? Yeah, that's such a that's such a good, good point, not only about, um, you know, what your pastor said and and how he helped you, but but just understanding, you know, like like yesterday, I I told you before we recorded, I, I had. A challenging day, and I and I don't deal well with with rejection. But but, but before I went to bed, I, I went on like a two mile walk, and and I just turned on some music, good music, and and just prayed. And and sometimes you know you need to have a good cry. And yes, guys, cry by the way. Um, and uh, just pour out your soul before the Lord, and and start. We'll talk about preaching the gospel to ourselves here in, in just a minute. But but just doing just that, God is always faithful to to meet us right there. Yes, Amen. What exactly do you mean by the term mommy guilt. Mommy guilt is it's that feeling that moms have when they feel as though they've failed their children in some way. I don't know, like when a child has an illness that we were just slow to detect or realize, or maybe uh, we have a child with a learning challenge of some kind, but it took years to figure that out. Or, you know, maybe even, you know, one of our kids is, you know, complaining about other kids at school and we kind of blow it off. And then later, you know, our child comes home just terrified of other kids in the class. Those kind of situations, those situations that we feel guilty about missing, not noticing, not realizing. We feel responsible and we berate ourselves for not figuring out sooner for not identifying it, not intervening right away. We even dwell on, you know, all the ways things could have been even worse than it was. So that chapter of the book just looks at that guilt that we feel and what the gospel has to say to us in that, helping us kind of identify, you know, what is true guilt, which is, you know, comes about through our sin and what is, you know, kind of misplaced false guilt over just our human uh, weaknesses and, and frailties that we all have. We're, we're, we're not omniscient, so we don't know all things as moms that we would love to. And so that's what that chapter focuses on. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's really, really good, not only for moms, but for everybody, because I, I know a lot of people and um, I know in the past I've struggled with that, too. Just, you know, oh, well, um, just beating myself up, kicking myself. And, and, and it's kind of like, well, actually, uh, that's that's not quite right. We uh, Paul says in Romans 8, 1, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ and you know we're, we're friends of God and God doesn't want us to enjoy kicking our own heinies if you will so um, you know because there's no condemnation we're, we're forgiven and, and and fully loved and accepted by God yeah uh, just, just know that you know I guess I guess whether you're a mom or or a, or a dad or you're listening to this you're a pastor or a Christian counselor or just somebody uh, in the pew you know there's there's hope for you and and uh, in, in beating and in, in not beating yourself up yes I appreciate you quoting Romans 8.1. That's, that's a great passage to turn to in those situations. What's your best advice to new moms as they navigate the first years of their new baby's life? Well, I would say to expect that motherhood is going to be both joyful 
and hard at the same time, or maybe just challenging at times, but just not to be surprised by that and to really rest in Christ and who he is for you. Motherhood reveals so much of what we lack, uh, whether it's strength, wisdom, patience, even sleep. (laughs) But Christ is all that we can't be. And he's called us to this task of motherhood and he will be with us through it. Uh, We can't do it without him. So really to just cling to Jesus. Yeah, that's that's really good. I, uh, I, I, we have uh, my sister-in-law and her um, two-year-old, uh, our, our two-year-old nephew um, living with us and seeing seeing what she goes through on a daily basis with, with her child and my nephew is, uh, it's, it's eye-opening, really. It really is. It's, it's challenging for everybody in, in, in our house. You know, my wife and I and, and obviously uh, my sister-in-law and you're absolutely right. It, it exposes things about our hearts and, you know, we, uh, are we really patient? Or are we really loving? Well, huh, probably not. Not 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 as not as much as we think we are. Um, I, I know that's true for me. So, really really good stuff there. Well, uh, you write about preaching the gospel to yourself. What what exactly does this mean? And how has preaching the gospel helped you as a mother? That phrase, preaching the gospel to yourself. Um, it's just one of those, you know, Christian phrases that we often hear. But I think it's a good one. It basically means repeating and reminding ourselves on a regular basis, sometimes even moment by moment, of who Jesus is and what he came to do. It's reminding ourselves of our need for a Savior. It's dwelling on the incarnate God who came to earth, who lived a perfect life, died a sacrificial death, rose from the grave, and ascended into heaven. And really what that means for us, both in the here and now and in eternity, For me, preaching the gospel to myself has helped me in those moments of motherhood where I feel insufficient, fearful, lonely, and just downright weary. Um, It's it's something that we all need to do as believers. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. I I can think of uh, times in my life where there's you know, since we're talking about you're talking about motherhood, I'm just going to talk about family. Just there's there's lots of situations in in my past and even in my present where there's challenging situations with lots of multiple family members them having issues, health issues, personal issues, etc. and so on that are that are very, very challenging beyond the just the ordinary things of life. But you know, it's um we have to I, I've learned in my own life that I, I have to take time to um that's one of the reasons I read so much is uh, it helps me to, you know, take my mind off of those things. And also um, it helps me to grow my knowledge, keep, keep growing in my knowledge uh, of, of God and the gospel and, and those things. So that when those things happen or when they creep up or sometimes I, most of the time, honestly, I don't even notice that they're affecting me. Um, I can go and go for a walk like I did. I mentioned uh, last night and take a heavy dose of, uh, of biblical theology and apply it to my heart until it, until it warms my, my heart and my mind. And by golly, I'm ready to, to get up in a pulpit and, and preach a sermon, you know? Uh, so, yeah, preaching the gospel is is, is so uh, so powerful and, and such a, a means of grace for, for the Christian. Why is having realistic expectations about motherhood so crucial for Christian moms? Well, our expectations for things shape how we respond to situations. Having um, an accurate expectation for ourselves 
ourselves, for our children, for what we think motherhood will be, will go a long way for us as moms. And in the book, The Expectations I Talk About, is really a summary of the meta-narrative of scripture, that God created all things, and he created it as good, but then our first parents fell into sin and the rest of the world with them. The reason motherhood can be hard and the reason that we have struggles, the reason our children sin or that they suffer is because of the fall. And we can't be surprised by the challenges or difficulties that we may have in motherhood. But we have hope because of the story of redemption. Christ came to rescue and redeem us from the curse of sin. So while we can expect hard things in life and in motherhood, we can also expect grace and redemption through Christ. And this is where our hope lies. Yeah, that's that's very well said. Very well said. Um, many, many moms may feel overwhelmed by caring for their child and then at the end of their rope due to a challenging day with their baby. Perhaps life has just been hard and they feel really beat up. How have you personally navigated those challenging days and situations as a mom? I guess it goes back to what we've been talking about. Um, really just reviewing and reminding myself of the gospel. You know, reminding myself that motherhood has hard days because of the fall of mankind, but that because of Christ, I have hope. Hope not just in eternity, but hope in the here and now. I have hope because Christ is everything I cannot be. He is my refuge and my fortress, my rescuer and my deliverer. He is wisdom for me. He is strength for me. He is joy for me. He is life for me. And through his spirit, he is with me in every moment of my motherhood, redeeming every challenge and circumstance for my good and for his glory. So that's that's really how we've navigated those tough days very well said and 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 what what uh, if, if listeners aren't picking this up, what, what we're talking about when we're talking about preaching the gospel to ourselves is it's just what Christina just did. It's, it's quoting scripture at ourselves, at, at our heart and our and our affections and, and getting them to believe it. Um, you know, because we often uh, we often don't. Uh, we, we say we, we believe it. We know it's the truth. But, you know, when you're rejected by uh, from a job or or, uh, or or a writing project that you means so much to you that you've poured yourself into and you're you're going through that you're processing that and it and and it's real and, it, and it's raw you know that's when you need to preach the gospel god is god is faithful he's good you know um he, he hasn't abandoned you he's he's faithful to his promises he's as you say christina um, a rock of refuge and a very present help in time of need he's a strong tower you know the righteous can run to him and and cling to him and trust him and you know all those uh, wonderful biblical truths so so yeah you're you're absolutely right. I, I really appreciate that. Um, how have you dealt with and continue to deal with worry as a, as a mother? Ah, worry. <laughs> worry is hard. And not just for moms. We all worry. We worry about the things that we think might happen. We worry about our kids' health, their development, their sleep, their academics, their friendships. We can get twisted up in knots worrying about our kids. Worry is one of those things that I deal with on a regular basis, and I just have to bring my worries to Christ, repent of them, and remind myself of who He is for me. I have to remember that through faith in Christ's blood shed for me, I'm adopted as a child of God. As God's child, I have free access to the throne of grace. I can cry out to God for help at any time and know that He hears me. I know that He counts all my tears 
because he knows the number of hairs on my head. He knows just what I need even before I do. And I know that he's watching over all the cares of my life and he's working them out for my good and that he cares for my children even more than I do. So those are just some of the things that I go through in my own mind when I'm facing worries and some of the things that I address in the chapter on worry. That's really good. You know, I, I also struggle with, with worry. And uh, one, one thing I found helpful, I was I was reading Philippians 4. And what's interesting is Paul kind of bookends the, the chapter one with a command to rejoice. And then, you know, everybody knows, or most everybody knows Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But what's interesting, what struck me is the command to, to rejoice that you know that is begins that chapter and then at the end we have the sufficiency of christ so why do we then i started asking myself why do we why do we rejoice you know and and why are we anxious for nothing as paul says in philippians 4 6 and we're going to talk about contentment here in just a minute too and and it's because of it's because of the sufficiency of christ that's that's why we rejoice Um, that's why we can be anxious for for nothing and and, uh you know growing contentment and and all those things so just it just kind of hit me like I never made that connection before. Where Paul's argument is actually going there. How can the local church support mothers? That's a great question. I would say that moms want to participate in the life of the church, but the season of having little ones can be an obstacle. So a church could support moms by providing childcare for you know whatever activities that they want the women to participate in. I would also say that the church needs to consider moms who juggle both outside work and their motherhood um, and to be creative in, in ways to encourage and engage them in the life of the church. That's also a challenge for them. And also I would say that um, it's a beautiful picture of the body of Christ at work when older women in the church reach out to younger moms and make an effort to get to know them to pour into their lives, to come alongside them in their mothering. Um, For example, Sufficient Hope, I can put a little plug in for that. Um, That could be used as a resource for older women to, you know, read with other young moms and um, just encourage them in their motherhood. Yeah, I think that's really good. Really, really helpful. Thank you. How have you learned and continue to learn contentment as a Christian mother? Oh, contentment. That's hard for all of us, I think. Uh, There's always something out there that's missing that we think if we just had that one thing, our life would be full and complete. Our problems will be solved. We'll be happier. We'll be fulfilled. And the gospel speaks to contentment as well. And one of the chapters in Sufficient Hope addresses it. Um, Here's a little quote from the book. I wrote, the cure for our discontentment doesn't lie in something new. It isn't found in some change. It doesn't come when our if-onlys are fulfilled. It's found in a person, Jesus Christ. I've found discontentment in my own motherhood, and I've had to face the truth that such discontentment is idolatry, and the only way to rid myself of it is to grow in my love for Christ. That's that's really... Really well said. How have you learned to deal with sin in your children's lives? Well, it, you know, it goes back to um, when we talked about expectations of just remembering that we're all sinners because of the fall of Adam and that our children have inherited the same sin that we inherited and um, that uh, we need to not only preach the gospel to ourselves in that moment when we're dealing with sin, but, but to preach the gospel to our kids and to help them see their need 
for their savior. Um, and to know that it's not up to us to, you know, we can't redeem them from their sin, only Christ can. And so that he needs to um, be the one that we point them to and the one that we cry out to and pray to and ask for help from with that. Yeah, that's good. Um, what would you say to the mother who feels lonely? Well, I'd say you're not alone. Motherhood can um, be a, a lonely season of life at times, but that feeling of loneliness that we feel, it's really a reminder that we weren't created to be all on our own, that we were made to be in communion with God and with others. So I would say it's important that you seek out community. That can be hard though. People are busy and we're busy, but we really have to make the effort to do that. And in the book on the chapter on loneliness, I talk about some practical ways to do that. But it's also important at the same time that we remember that we remember that we're not truly alone, that Jesus is our perfect and faithful friend. He's known and loved us since before time began. He knows us better than any human friend could. He knows the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. He'll never reject us or abandon us. There's nothing that can separate us from him. He's with us always and he will never leave us. And so that's what I would say to the mom who's feeling lonely. Yeah, that's 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 good words, uh, not only to moms, but to, to all of us. You know, God is God is faithful. He hasn't abandoned us. To, he hasn't left us. He's um, he's near so we can we can trust him and call out to him because of his grace. So so really good, really good words. Um, well, you know, there's a lot that we could really cover and dive into um, on this topic, Christina. And just as we wrap up this conversation, do you have a few takeaways for our listeners? Well, I would say for the mom who's listening, whatever your day looks like today in your motherhood, whether it's filled with fun and joy or challenges and trials, whether it's filled with mundane tasks or interesting work, whether you have little children or teen children, that no matter your circumstance, you need Jesus. We all need Jesus. And he is sufficient to give you hope because of who he is and what he has done. Well said. Where can people find uh, and learn more about your your ministry work, Christina? Well, my website is christinafox.com. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Christina Fox Author. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Christina R. Fox. Wonderful. Well, I encourage our listeners to to follow you on Facebook, to check out your your writing on your website, and to follow you on on social media. I uh, I, I do appreciate uh, your continued contributions to Servants of Grace, Christina. You you always are a joy to work with. Um, you're you're very much appreciated by me. So thank you, and thanks for having me. Absolutely, anytime. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. so much for listening. We hope that you were encouraged by today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. For more uplifting and thought-provoking content, please visit us online at servantsofgrace.org. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Servants of Grace and on Facebook at facebook.com slash servants of grace. We hope you have a blessed day and we will see you next time.